0: The focus of this perek is becoming a nozer out of doubt or based on a mistake and the mission describes a scenario where there were a number of people walking on a journey they were walking on a path and a particular individual was coming towards them they could see him in the distance and they couldn't quite make out who it was Omar echot mehen and one of them said that he thinks he knows who it is and he says that if he is right, I am going to become a Nazir if it is indeed this person who I think it is. The echot Omar and another person said, I'll be a Nazir that this is not that person because I think it is not that person. All right. And then a third person says to both of them, I'm a Nazir if only one of you is a Nazir. Which should really definitely be true because either that person is so-and-so or he's not. Although we'll see in the end of this Mishnah that it's not necessarily true, that only one of them would be a Nazir. And then another person says to the first two people, I'll be a Nazir she'einachem become Nazir, if one of you is not a Nazir, which is also supposedly true. And then somebody else says to the first two people, she'shneichem Nazirim, I'll be a Nazir if both of you are Nazirim. And then another person says to all of the previous people, I'll be a Nazir she'kulchem Nazirim, if all of you are Nazirim. So what exactly is the is the law in this case? Beit Shammai and say kulam nazirim they are all nazirim because this is no worse than Hekdash tos. Even if somebody designates something to be Hekdash, to be belonging to the Beit Hamikdash and it's based on a mistake, that is valid according to Beit Shammai. So in this case too, even if the condition wasn't fulfilled, he made a mistake. He is still considered to be a nozir. Or we may still say, that's not the case. Just like Hegelish Torah is not valid, so to overhear it wouldn't be valid. And Eina Nozir Elamisha Kaimudvarov, which the Gemara says should really read, Eina Nozir Elamisha Niskayimudavarov, that only somebody whose words were fulfilled and they were correct, only they would be a nozir. Alright, and we've got a third opinion, very Tarfan says, Ein Echolmehem Nozir. Not one of them is a nozir. And learns from Sukkim that when it comes to becoming a Nazir, one is not able to make a condition. And it has to be clear at the time that he makes the Neder whether or not he is a Nazir. So if he says on condition that, so at the time of the nether n- it's not clear whether he's going to be a Nazir or not. And therefore that would not be a valid um, acceptance of Nazirus. So none of these people would be a Nazir according to Bitaraphine. Vov, in the second Perak we learnt of an argument whether mail inish is faker or not. My internationalist faker, the way we're going to understand it means that if somebody makes a declaration, for example, to become a Nazir, then when he makes that neder or that declaration, he makes it with a full heart, such that even if there will be a doubt in the future as to whether the declaration would obligate him, so out of doubt it would indeed obligate him. So he would be a doubtful Nauzir. And that's really the more simple opinion, that if it's a doubt as to whether the declaration obligates you, then indeed, out of doubt, it obligates you. However, according to the other opinion, when one makes a declaration, he only intends for that declaration to bind him in a case where it's definitely supposed to obligate him. So if it ends up being a case of a doubt, it's not that we're doubtful as to whether his declaration obligates him. His declaration was never made for such a situation. And in this Mishnah, we're really going to see these two opinions, because according to the Tanakhama, if in this story which we had in the previous Mishnah, the man who was coming towards them, he turned back, And he walked away, so they never actually managed to find out for sure who this person was. And we're discussing all in the the opinion of Hillel that only if their condition was fulfilled would they be a Nazir. But in this case, it's a doubt as to whether their condition was fulfilled. So according to the Tanakama, Edo Nazir, he is not a Nazir at all, because Loima Eil-Inish Nationalist faker. When one makes a declaration, he doesn't enter himself into the situation of the doubt at all, and he only intends for his declaration to obligate him at all in a case where it is certain. On the other hand, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon says, just like Rabbi Shimon said in the second peric, my internationalist faker, really one does enter himself into this case of doubt. So what should he do? If he just becomes a Nazir now out of doubt, so he'll never be able to end that nazirus, since he can't bring the Korbanais in case he's not a Nazir. So what should he do? He should say, If the truth was like my words, and my condition was fulfilled, then I am now a Nazir out of obligation, But if not, then I am now becoming a Nazir voluntarily, and that way at the end of 30 days, either way, he can certainly bring Corbanus, because he would certainly have been a Nazir, and by bringing the Corbanus, he would end his Nazirus. There is a certain animal known as a koi, and a koi is somewhere in between a behema and a chaya. A behama is a domesticated animal, a chaya is a more wild animal, and a behema and a chaya have different laws. And there's one animal, a koi, where it's a doubt as to whether it is considered to be a behema or a chaya. And because of that, there are Mishnais in Mesek's Bekurim, which go through various laws which a koi shares with a Behama, and various laws which a koi shares with a chayah, and some of its laws are the laws which apply to both a behema and a chayah. Some of the laws are things which apply neither to a behema nor a chayah. So what happens if a koi somebody saw a koi, and he was amongst a group of people, the he said he declared Hayeli Nozeir, I'm becoming a nozir shazekhayah. If this is considered to be a chayah and then somebody else says nozer I'm becoming a nozir if this is not considered a and then a the third person says, is a behema. I'm a nozir that this is a behema. If it's a behama, then I'm a nozir. And then a fourth person says nazir a I'm a nozir if this is not a behema." The fifth person says nazir a khaya u I'm a nozir if a koya is considered to be a kya and a behema." And then a sixth person says nazir a behema. I am a Nazir if this is neither a chayah nor a behema. And then the seventh person says, Hareinu Nazir Nazir. I am a Nazir if one of you first six people is a Nazir. And then the eighth person says, Hareinu Nazir she'ein Nazir. I am a Nazir if one of you is not a Nazir. And then the ninth person says, Hareinu Nazir I am a Nazir if all of you are Nazirim. Says the Mishnah, what is the halacha? Hare kulam Nazirim. They are all considered to be Nazirim. So certainly, according to his they are all considered to be Nazirim, because even if they're wrong, they'll be Nazirim. But what about according to his Hillel? So we could interpret this Mishnah to be according to Rabbi Shimon in the previous Mishnah. They are all Nazirim, out of doubt. However, it could be that even according to the tanakama of the previous Mishnah, in this case, they would all be Nazirim. Because technically, there is truth in what all of them are saying. Because concerning the laws of koi, it has laws of Echaia, laws of a Haimah, so we can assume that they are talking about the halachic status of a koi. So halachically, we consider a koi to be a behemoth for certain things, to be a chayoth for certain things. And because of that, even according to Beis Hillel, and even according to the Tanakamah of the previous Mishnah, and Rishimun, in this case, they would all be definite Nazirim, because what they are saying is true. Pegvrov Mishnah Aleph. For the first five prokim, what we have seen until now in the Masechta, the Mishnahis have been discussing how one accepts Naziris upon himself. The final three progms of the Masechta discuss the prohibitions themselves which apply to a to a Nazir. And the Mishnah says in the introduction that Shleishu Minima's by Ba'Nazir There are three types of things which are forbidden for a Nazir. Three categories of prohibition. Firstly, hatumah. It's forbidden for a Nazir to become Tome from a dead body, as the Torah explicitly writes. Secondly, Vahatiglachas. It's forbidden for a Nazir to shave his hair. And in fact there are two mitzvahs over here. One is that it's forbidden to cut his hair. And the Torah also says that there is a mitzvah. assay. there's a positive mitzvah to let his hair grow. So if he cuts his hair, he is violating both the positive and negative mitzvahs. And thirdly, violates menagefen, it's forbidden for the Nazir to consume anything which comes from a vine, any edible part of the vine. And within this category, there are many prohibitions. The prohibition to eat the skins of the grapes and the pips and the grape itself, They're all different prohibitions, but all part of this one category of not consuming something which comes from the vine. Now whenever one violates any prohibition of the Nazirus, he is also violating another avira of going against his neder. The way to become a nazir is by making a neder. So as soon as you violate the Nazirus, you would violate the prohibition of not keeping your neder. Now although it's forbidden for a nazir to have any tiny amount of something which comes from a grape or a vine. Nevertheless, in order to receive the punishment of Malchus, of being lashed for violating that Avera, that punishment of Malchus only applies if he consumes a minimum amount. And the mission tells us that although the prohibition to have the skins of the grapes is different to the prohibition of, let's say, having wine which comes from the grapes, the Torah separates out it out into multiple prohibitions. Nevertheless, since it's all part of the same category of prohibition, anything which comes from the grape Combines together to make up this minimum shear, this minimum amount in order to be liable to lashes. Now, what exactly is that shear? What is that minimum amount in order to be obligated? He is only liable to the lashes if he eats a kazayas the size of an olive of things which come from grapes. And interestingly, this applies to both if you have the grapes in solid form. Let's say you have the skins or the grape itself. Or even if you press it into wine and he's drinking wine, the measurement for the amount of wine which he would need to have to be liable to lashes is also the size of an olive, which is unusual. Because in general, the shear for liquids is different to the shear for solids. For liquids, it would usually be what is known as a revius, a quarter of a loig, which is a liquid measurement. But it is learnt from Pesukim that when it comes to nozer's prohibition, even the liquid measurement is now, we use the the solid measurement of a kazayit, the size of an olive. However, the mission does note that Mishnah is finer. the original Mishnah, meaning the original halacha, which they understood before the time that this Mishnah was written, was that when it comes to liquids, we use the regular liquid measurement, he would receive lashes only if he drank a quarter of a log of wine. Rabbi Akiva says, Even if he soaked his bread, which is certainly permitted for a Osirah to eat, he soaked his bread into wine. And there is enough bread that if you join the bread together with the wine, then there would be enough to make up to a kezayis, the size of an olive. In that case, you will be liable because the bread, which is permitted to eat, can join up to make the minimum amount in order to be liable. That is the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, which he learns out of Pesukim.